in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to this special program about the year 1989. I'm Arndt Peltner. 1989 was a year that reshaped Germany and the world. And looking back, it was an amazing year for news junkies. Things just happened 20 years ago. The author Salman Rushdie became a wanted man, a Soviet submarine sank in the Bering Sea, the soccer world was shocked by the Hillsborough disaster, China brutally killed the democracy movement and in East Europe the Iron Curtain began to crumble, leading to the exodus of the once mighty Soviet Union. These are just a few examples of news stories that were covered around the world. 1989 is mostly remembered for its revolutions. Peacefully, the citizens of the German Democratic Republic marched for freedom, civil rights and democracy. And the symbol of it all is the fall of the Berlin Wall. Listen to this program to the news events of this year, the memories of two women who were living in East Berlin during this time and to the music of 1989.
Astrid Kuhlmeier is today Chief of Cultural Programming at Deutschland Radio Kultur in Berlin. She grew up in East Germany and was working for the East German Broadcasting Station in Berlin. Ja, etwas über den Alltag in der DDR zu erzählen, das ist relativ schwer, denn es gab nicht den Alltag. Es gab zum Beispiel den in der Provinz und den in der Großstadt Berlin, da wo ich gelebt habe. It is difficult to talk about the daily routine in the GDR. That is relative because there was the routine in the rural areas and the routine in the big city Berlin, where I lived. That has something to do with anonymity and more freedom. Back then I never thought about living in a communist country. With communism I associated Stalin and the Gulag. I thought I was living more in an unsuccessful version of a socialist country, with lots of deficits and some possibilities. And sometimes the possibilities and the deficits were very close together. An example, many kids from laborers, where their parents didn't have that much money, were able to go to the Oberschule, the higher school, and they were specifically supported by the state to go finally to university. But when the parents were from doctors or priests or architects, and they were quite good in school, they weren't able to go the same path to the Oberschule or to university. These things were questionable and burdensome. Waltraud Schirner is today a radio journalist working for Deutschland Radio Kultur in Berlin as well. And like Astrid Kuhlmeier, she grew up and worked in East Germany for the East German Broadcasting Station. Natürlich habe ich diese politischen Entwicklungen beobachtet, so wie wir alle. Wir haben natürlich gesehen, was da los war in der Prager Botschaft, dass immer mehr Flüchtlinge dahin kamen und man wartete, mein Gott, was wird jetzt passieren? The summertime 1989 was quite crazy for me. Of course, I have observed political events like all All of us. The events at the embassy in Prague, that more and more refugees came there and all were waiting what would happen. Then people started to leave the country through Hungary and Austria and you realized something will have to change here. Parallel to this, there were many events, first in the churches where intellectuals met and we all went there as well, because you felt that there's a sort of awakening. Music groups played and it was the beginning of some protests, small first, because we didn't know if this might turn and the government will stop this militarily. And of course we knew that the Stasi was everywhere. All this was a very exciting but also a very tense situation. The normality came back but it was all clear that there was a different atmosphere. Because what the highest political leaders in the Communist Party announced and tried to do was quite ridiculous. Egon Krenz became the leader and he had nothing else to tell us then that we should work, work, work. This is not what the people needed, they just wanted a different life. And there was one day that I will never forget and what wasn't possible before, the 4th of November 1989. Many, many people came to the Alexanderplatz, half a million to a million people, nobody really counted, but it was incredible. Something like this had never happened in all those years. They came with posters that were highly critical, but also funny. Artists and intellectuals were there, wearing scarves which said, no violence. It was really a friendly demonstration. Heiner Müller, Christa Wolf, it is part of history who was there on stage. They all spoke and we all felt, something has to change. In the heads of many, the breaker was already switched, and curiosity was there, how things develop. 
Thinking today about this 4th of November 1989, I still get goosebumps, remembering those pictures and those people who should have been tense but were surprised about themselves, realizing that they were part of this mass protest. So überrascht waren alle davon, als sie sich selbst in dieser Masse sahen, mit diesen, mit diesen originellen Sprüchen, mit diesen wunderbaren Reden, die wir so nicht gewohnt waren. Also das war ganz toll. Überall dort, wo es von den anderen Tribünen ausgeschlossen wird. Diese Geschichte, wir sind das Volk, das bringe ich eigentlich eher in Verbindung About the call, we are the people. Of course, I remember those and know what was going on and thought this kind of power is great. But things happened before. For example, there was a song that was very important called Mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, with the face to the people. Today you have no idea and don't see the significance. This was a song by a GDR songwriter, and when he presented this for the first time at the Palast der Republik, it kind of mobilized the entire audience. The lyrics were quite heretical, but to allow this to be sung, the censorship didn't work anymore. And of course, we are the people. This was a very concentrated form of encouraging one another. It was something that you knew in the GDR, but you just ignored it because you couldn't fight all the time. Lots of people couldn't cope this and apply to move away to the West. But if you were living in the GDR, one, meaning myself, arranged yourself to it. Life was still beautiful, like it was said in a movie. We were young, we were in love and had our adventures in the small world. Das Leben war trotzdem schön. Wir waren jung. Es gab einen Film, da sagte jemand, wir waren jung, wir waren verliebt. Wir hatten unsere Abenteuer dann in der kleinen Welt. Ich saß in einem weiten Saal, ein bisschen eingezwängt. Zu viele Menschen hatten sich noch durch die Tür gedrängt. Das Podium vorn noch menschenleer, von Neonlicht erhellt. Mit Tischen, Stühlen und mit Mikrofonen vollgestellt. Und ohne Zeremonienkram, vom Beifall kurz begrüßt, betrat nun der Regierungsstab. Das Podiumsgerüst. Der erste Mann des Staates sprach, das Mikro in der Hand. Er sei auf alle Fragen aus dem Volken nun gespannt. Gleich flogen ein paar Arme hoch, die Sprachen standen auf. Was auch die Leute fragten, vorn gab's eine Antwort drauf. Sprach eine Ministerin und mal ein Kommandant. Die Antwort gab stets einer, der das Sachgebiet verstand. Nur ich verstand nicht allzu viel, mir reichte, was ich sah. Ich träumte nicht, ich saß dabei in Nicaragua. Und die Versammlung hieß mit dem Gesicht zum Folge, mit dem Gesicht zum Folge. Mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, nicht mit den Füßen in der Wolke, nein. Mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, ja. Hier las kein Mensch vom Zettel ab, hier sprach man alles aus. 
Oft gab es Zwischenrufe und Gelächter und Applaus. Das findet immer wieder statt und jeder darf da rein. Und keine Frage ist zu heiß und kein Problem zu klein. Mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, nicht mit den Füßen in der Wolke, nein. Mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, ja. Ach, kleines Nicaragua, so stolz und so bedroht, noch brauchst du fremde Hilfe, sonst wär bald eine Hoffnung tot. Doch gib du nicht nur Wolle, Fleisch, Kaffee und Silber fort. Nimm auch noch etwas anderes mit auf in den Export. Ich meine, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, nicht mit den Füßen in der Wolke. Mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke, mit dem Gesicht zum Volke. haben wir uns dazu entschlossen, heute eine Regelung zu treffen, die es jedem Bürger der DDR möglich macht, über Grenzübergangspunkte der DDR auszureisen. Ich habe die berühmte Pressekonferenz, in der durch einen scheinbaren Versprecher die Grenzöffnung bekannt gegeben wurde, in einem Autoradio abends gehört. I've listened to the famous press conference on a car radio in which the opening of the border was announced. Afterwards, I went with my friends to a restaurant where I talked to the waitress about this. She hadn't heard anything and thought this was a bad joke. We went then to a border station in Berlin but didn't notice any changes. That was about 8 or 9 p.m. that evening. We drove home, went to bed and turned on one more time the TV. We saw people at the wall walking across the border without any signs of being stopped. I'm not kidding, but we thought it was a fictitious TV play. We didn't believe this was reality. We just thought this was bogus, turned the TV off and went to sleep. We were living close to the border and finally heard some noise and realized something was going on. We put on our coats and boots and walked out close to midnight in the direction of the wall. We didn't have an ID with us. On our way we met many people yelling, we were in West Berlin. We couldn't believe it. But at the wall we just crossed with hundreds, with thousands at the border station into the west. What was touching and emotional for me was the border police, which were always enemies, especially for those who had to deal with them. Those border policemen were standing there like helpless boys. Were gifted, with flowers by the people, were hugged. We saw smiling people everywhere. This is something that still today brings tears to my eyes. There was always the call, no violence. There was the call from the civil rights leaders in the GDR. And you have to remember, no Soviet tanks were brought up. No gunshot was fired. There was a peaceful border opening. Still today I can feel, thinking about it, how tears come up. Es sind keine russischen Panzer aufgefahren. Es ist kein Schuss gefallen. Und es war... Eine friedliche Grenzöffnung. Und ich merke, wenn ich darüber erzähle, 
dass mir heute noch die Tränen kommen. Around me scores of people have arrived, being held back by the police to watch this first incision into the Berlin Wall since it was put up on the night of 12th of August 1961. City engineers are gathered alongside the wall. One man is just pointing to the very spot where they will make the first breach. He's produced a felt-tip pen and he's drawing a square. That's where the first mark will be. And one engineer has literally started hammering into the Berlin Wall, making a first incision. Here we go now, any minute, any second now, the Berlin Wall will be broken into. A huge cheers going up. This huge digger is angling itself alongside the Berlin Wall. Und irgendwann war es dann so um eins und mein Mann sagte, Mann, wollen wir da nicht auch rübergehen? Die machen hier offenbar die Mauer auf. Und da habe ich einen Satz gesagt. We were home after family celebration and followed the news, what was going on and realized that many people went to the border crossings. Sometimes around 1 a.m. my husband said, shouldn't we just go there as well? Looks like they really opened the wall. And I answered what was hold against me for a long time. I was just tired, got up at six in the morning and I said to my husband, My ass. All that years I wasn't allowed to go there and because they decide to open the wall, I have to go now? No way, I'm going to bed. That wasn't very thrilling, but this was my true experience. The next morning before 8 I went to work and wondered why almost no one was there at the coffee maker. No wonder all of them except me celebrated this historical moment like it should have been. The next day, we, my husband and my kids, we all drove with the car to West Berlin. At least we tried it, but the entire city was packed, no way through. So we went all around Berlin to get there, check things out in West Berlin. Man kam da überhaupt nicht durch. Da sind wir irgendwie außenrum, riesen Umwege und Kilometer gefahren und waren halt mit den Kindern in West Berlin und haben naja, haben halt geguckt, wie das so auf der anderen Seite der Mauer aussah. I watched the scenes on television last night and again this morning. You see the joy on people's faces and you see what freedom means to them. It makes you realize that you can't stifle or suppress people's desire for liberty. Acht Uhr. Senderfreies Berlin. Nachrichten. Die neue Reiseregelung der DDR mit der Öffnung der Grenzen hat gestern Abend und in der Nacht zu einem Massenansturm von Ostberlinern in den Westteil der Stadt geführt. In meinem direkten Umfeld wurde ganz begeistert auf den Fall der Mauer reagiert. Meine Mutter war damals kurz vor 70 und sie hatte ja diese Stadt, sie ist im anderen Teil der Stadt. In my circle of friends, people reacted enthusiastically about the fall of the wall. My mother was almost 70 and she grew up in Berlin and knew the other part of the city. She always recognized Berlin as a whole and for her it was one of the most beautiful events in the months that followed to ride on a public bus through the symbolic Brandenburg Gate. No wall was hindering her, no border patrol stopped her. That was wonderful for her. So many in my surroundings were happy about it, although they knew that complicated times will come. Because if everything changes, things won't change like everybody hopes. But there will be people who don't have all these hopes, who won't get all the luck because of that and what they were hoping for. You could early on feel that the ideas were split. People had different hopes about the fall of the Berlin Wall. In our department at the GDR broadcasting station, the change was felt right away. The topics we covered were much more open. 
We were able to interview totally different people. The conflicts were described without hesitating. The lags were named and the possibilities were described in full. Nobody was restricted. It was a heavenly time. Und es wurde keinem der Mund verboten. Es war eine wirklich traumhafte Zeit. Ruf, wir sind das Volk, der einen wirklich revolutionär beflügelt hat, auch wenn es sich das vielleicht sehr pathetisch anhörte. Wir fühlten uns als The big call, we are the people, inspired us in a revolutionary way. It might sound dramatic, but we really felt like we are the people, as we are now in charge of where we are going. Many were quite engaged. Then came the step towards we are one people, meaning we are one common people. There was a sudden move and I didn't realize the consequences of it right away. 
This summer I was spread coming from Dresden, from the big Dresden demonstrations. But when I realized what this might mean, that this was a totally different way than what I had imagined before, I became skeptical. I had hoped for a confederation with West Germany. Maybe this was naive. Maybe this was naive within the speed of change by the East Germans who didn't believe in a change within the GDR system. But the essential idea for me was, and maybe still is, a democratic socialism. How to realize this even today in a global capitalistic dominated world, I have no idea. But I can't say for myself that I wiped this off the table for me. Despite all that, I would never wish a return of the German Democratic Republic. The GDR is a societal system, how I experienced it. Only that way I can talk about the socialism. I don't know a working socialism. There are these systems still in power, like in Cuba. We all know how things look there. In North Korea, we don't even have to talk about it. I don't know of any socialism that works. In my view, it's checked and passed. I don't want this time back, but I have to say, the country I lived in, and that wasn't just the socialism, that will never be obsolete. I became the person I am today. Because I lived in this country, it has formed me, it has left its traces that I can't deny. Today with 64, when the wall came down I was 44, I think I have a big societal privilege. I have experienced and witnessed two systems and I have witnessed what societal changes can be. I would not want to miss this privilege because it has made my life much richer and it has offered me the chance to learn more about the world and to realize one of my biggest dreams to visit New York. I've been to San Francisco two times, two wonderful cities with great experiences. All this wouldn't have been possible. That was also a result of the fall of the Berlin Wall. New York habe ich gesehen, in San Francisco war ich schon zweimal. Zwei großartige, wunderbare Städte, wunderschöne Begegnungen gehabt. Alles das wäre mir nie möglich gewesen. Das hat auch der Fall der Mauer mit sich gebracht. Thank you for listening to this special program about 1989. It was an amazing year. It could have turned out to be much more bloody and brutal. But some people in East Germany and in the Eastern European countries were clear-headed, recognized the changing times. It weren't just politicians, it were also policemen, soldiers, reporters and of course citizens like you and me, who believed in freedom and democracy and civil rights and freedom of speech, who were going out onto the streets to protest, to march, to show their support for a movement that couldn't be stopped anymore. And with more and more people marching, it became clear there was no turn back. Germany today is reunified, but many say the country is still divided in East and West. That's true. But Germany today is a different country than 1989. With all its problems following the reunification, it has found a new role in the European and the world community. The fall of the Berlin Wall is more than just overcoming the division between two Germanys. It is a symbol of coming together, of hope, realizing dreams and the unstoppable will of freedom. It is a sign for oppressed people around the world that changes are possible. So viel sei aber jetzt schon gesagt, die Mauer wird in 50 und auch in 100 Jahren noch bestehen bleiben, wenn die dazu vorhandenen Gründe noch nicht beseitigt sind. Erich Honecker, the communist leader of East Germany, said that the Berlin Wall will stand forever as an anti-fascist barrier. A few months after he said these words, he was taught a different lesson. Change is possible. 
just have to believe in it. I'm Arndt Kaufmann. Kompliziert, kompliziert, kompliziert nach Berlin. Bin nach Tobras, Walle, Leben, ja, da kann